Looking at uh, the private sector credit extension figures that came out yesterday, Fundiswa, what does this tell us about the economic climate and also the private sector's response to it? Yes, the private sector credit extension growth slowed from 5.5% in September to 5.43% in October. And what we've seen is that this metric has steadily been declining over 2017. And just for the clarity for the listeners, this data tells us about the growth in the extension of credits in the private sector. So this being you and me as consumers as well as businesses. And this metric is really important as credit is the oxygen and the lifeblood of the economy. It gives credit, it gives financial power to most of Africans like myself, I know, who can't afford to buy things, um, cash, uh, like cars and houses. So this data... Um, that, that it comes out kind of suggests to us that there are low levels of business and consumer confidence, which will inevitably result in less borrowing by the private sector. So from the business perspective, yesterday we really spoke about business confidence and that business isn't confident about growth in the economy, and therefore we've seen them becoming more and more cautious about investing. And we also spoke about the high correlation between business confidence and private sector investment, which will ultimately um, result in less borrowing and less investing in the economy. So events such as the downgrades, the political noise, the general low economic growth environment, these will not only influence business decisions, but will definitely influence consumers like you and myself and will deter us from borrowing. So, therefore, it's going to influence our spending positions, our spending patterns, and our spending decisions. So, earlier this year, we had the drop in interest rates, which would, in a normal situation, make the cost of borrowing cheaper and, therefore, would encourage myself and businesses to borrow and, therefore, spend more. But even after these interest rate cuts, we really haven't seen the spending coming through in the economy. Mm. And then uh, what is driving uh, the uh, revised U.S. GDP numbers upwards? What can we expect going forward there? Yes, so the U.S. economy grew by 3.3% in the third quarter, and this is the strongest that we've seen in Q3 growth since 2014, as you mentioned in your headline. And this performance is surprising, despite of the two hurricanes which we had in America this year. And this is an update to the GDP, which was previously reported at 3%. And the boost in GDP that we see from 3% to 3.3%, which um, was initially reported, is as a result of revisions in the non-residential fixed investment, state and local government spending, as well as business investment, especially in the spaces of equipment and software. So if we just take a deeper look into this GDP figure, we see that personal consumption expenditure, which is normal consumer expenditure, and this has a whopping two-thirds impact on the U.S. GDP. That expanded at a pace of 2.3% in the third quarter. So this had a significant contribution to this uplift that we saw from 3% to 3.3%. And then um, just just to create more color to this number, President Trump stated that his target growth of the year is 3%. And we've already seen this registered in Q2 and Q3 of this year. Um, But in Q1, we saw that GDP in the U.S. grew at 1.2%. So in in order for the U.S. to achieve that 3% overall growth for the entire year, they will have to, in Q4, show the same and similar results of 3% that we've seen in Q2 and Q3 this year. 
And so there have been a number of, of indicators that have shown us that the U.S. economy is in good health. That's why they're growing at a rate of 3%. And probably headed into the holiday season and the end of the year for Q4 results, they will end at that 3% annual growth. And this is because we know that unemployment rate has been going down. And in October, it was at a rate of 4.1%. And this is its lowest level in 17 years. And then when we look at consumer investment and business sentiment, it's remained high throughout the year. And this has been such a huge driver of this increase in GDP for the U.S. On the other side, we've seen that the stock market in the U.S. has reached new record, record highs, as well as general global growth and demand has picked up, which is going to directly influence um, demand and spending and production in the U.S. economy. So looking ahead, we economists expect for the year that the U.S. will end in a solid footing, despite everything that's been happening with the hurricanes and um, the political uncertainty. We know that they will end at around a 3% annual growth target, and Trump's um, target will be a reality. And then if we just link this to the interest rates, and interest rates have been such a, a topical issue in the U.S., especially with the new Fed chair coming in, um, we know that when we look at this data, we see U.S. GDP has been improving. We're looking at the unemployment rate and the sentiments in the economy, and it's telling us a story that rates are likely to increase in December. And all of these, before even the report came out about the GDP yesterday, um, there was already a 95% chance that a rate hike would happen this December. This according to Bloomberg's world interest rate probability data. So this case for the U.S. to increase interest rates is coming together nicely, and we will see the results of this at the Fed policy meeting, which is scheduled for December 12 or 13, and analysts are widely expecting an increase in interest rates of 25 basis points.